What is going on, everybody? How you guys doing tonight? How many of you guys had a great Thanksgiving? How many of you had a mediocre Thanksgiving? How many of you are still in a little bit of a turkey coma? Anybody? That's me. I ate my body weight in turkey, and that's a lot of turkey. Um, but I, I'm so glad you guys chose to be with us uh, here tonight. If it's your first time, again, welcome. Uh, again, like I said earlier, my name is Daryl. I'm the minister of high school here at Cross Life. I've been here for like four and a half years. Love every second of it. Love what I get to do. Um, I have to pinch myself often and remind myself that this is my job. Like this is what I get paid to do and I love every second of it. Um, we are wrapping up a series tonight called Squad Goals. And over the last couple of weeks, we took a week off last week, obviously, um, because of Thanksgiving break. But um, we've been talking about some biblical examples of friendship. And honestly, when I started this series, my original plan was to have another pair of biblical friends to look at tonight and really kind of, kind of dive in even more on that idea. But over the last week and a half or so of planning, I felt like God was kind of pricking at my heart a little bit to kind of call an audible tonight um, and, and go a slightly different direction with it because I, over the, the last couple of weeks, I've heard some stories of, you know, some friendships restored, um, some friendships that maybe were a little strained, um, and, and, and God used this series and used some of these examples to, like, kind of re, reattach some friendships and, and restarts and rekindle some relationships among people, which is awesome, and that's great. Um, and I think that as the church, as a church family, as a ministry, it is so important for us to have strong community in our lives. And to have people in our lives that can come alongside us, encourage us, challenge us, help us. Like we talked about when we looked at Paul and Barnabas, right? To have that Barnabas in your life that can come alongside you and, and, and encourage you and challenge you and push you to be a better version of yourself. Um, and tonight, as we look at this, I want you to understand that some of our best sources for a strong squad or a strong community are right here in this room with you. Some of the people that are in this room with you are some of your best resources to becoming a better version of yourself, becoming more and more like Christ, becoming someone who, who loves Jesus well and loves others well. Um, and, and you're surrounded by it. And some of us were like, man, we're, we're hurting for community. We're hurting for friends. We, we just don't have those people that we can dive into. Guys, listen, it doesn't take much to talk to someone. It doesn't take much for this to be a place where someone can feel welcomed and feel connected. One of my favorite things to do is, is to sit back and just watch you guys during hang time before we start, and just watching you guys interact with each other, and laughing at each other, and, and goofing off, and, and sitting at tables, and having conversations, and getting caught up, because that's what the church, it, that's part of what the church should be. It should be a source for community, a source of, of strong um, discipleship, and, and, and a source for, for people to feel connected. Because here's the thing that I want you to understand. We are truly a stronger squad when we are united. When we are united, guys, you need to understand, we are truly a stronger squad. It, it, we, we get to be um, more equipped for what God has for us. Do we have that slide? There it is. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we had the right slideshow before I kept moving. Uh, but we, we are truly a stronger squad when we are united. We are connected. We're moving together. We're doing these things. It reminds me of this cartoon that I saw once um, where it has this picture. 
Um, you know, you got a shark hunting down a couple fish, right? But when the little fish gang up and they, they form a large fish that makes look bigger than a shark, right? The shark is suddenly now on the run. Now I realize this is a little bit of an extreme hyperbole example, but I need you to understand that this illustrates so much of what the church should be and what it could be. When we all are together, when we're united together, when we are a, a squad, when we are a community that is united together and working together with a common cause and a common goal, we can accomplish so much. We can be a force to be reckoned with. And Paul, in one of his letters to the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians, um, he gets into this a little bit. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to 1 Corinthians. If not, everything will be on the screen tonight. Feel free to use that. You can use your, your phone. Uh, your Bible app, whatever it is. But we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 most of the night tonight. We might pull a couple of verses from here and there. But for the, this is the main chunk of our text. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to there. We're going to read it all together here in a second. Um, and then we'll take a, a chunk look at some of the things that, that God is trying to use here. Because as Paul is writing to the church in Corinth in this letter, he is, he's challenging them with a few things. He's warning them of a few things. He's encouraging them. He's doing a lot of what Barnabas did for him. If you were here a couple weeks ago, he's doing that same thing to this church in Corinth. He's telling them, hey, here's what you need to be doing. Here's some things you need to watch out to. Here's some things that I need you to be working towards and continue working towards um, as, as you continue to be the church church in the community. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12, he gets into the weeds a little bit and talking about community and talking about the strength of the church together and, and talking about what it means to be a solid Christian community. We'll pick it up in verse number 12. It says this, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body Though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we are all made to drink of one spirit. Verse 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each of them as he chose, for all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. But on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on the, those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we, be, we bestow our... <coughs> the, the, excuse me, we bestow the greater honor and our unrepresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. Which are more... Which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. That there may be no division in the body. But that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffers together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Can I pray for us as we get into this? God, we pray that our hearts will be open, our minds will be open, our ears will be open to the message that you have for us tonight. 
God, I pray that distractions would be eliminated, Lord, that we would realize that we each play an important part of the body of Christ, that we each play a role, that we each have specific roles that you have placed on our lives. God, and I pray that we would recognize that tonight. God, that we would understand that tonight as we move forward. God, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. As I look at this passage, and as I look at, I love the writing of Paul. I love to get into like the letters and, and the epistles. If you're ever struggling to read something, like just pick up an epistle in the New Testament. Like it's just, Paul is just, he writes fire. Like it's, it's amazing. I love it. It's so good. Um, but here in Corinthians, like I always, I always gravitate towards Corinthians for a couple reasons. First off, it's one of those books that I remember as a kid reading going, wow, this actually makes sense to me. Um, like for the first time. And then also, like, I got to visit ancient Corinth once, which was super cool. I got to go on a mission trip when I was in high school uh, to Athens, Greece. And we spent a day traveling to the, the ancient Corinth ruins. And we got to walk around and read the book of Corinthians while walking through. It's a really cool experience. But anyway, so I've always gravitated towards this. And as I was thinking about this and I was studying, I, got, I was just reminded of this passage because it's so important that every single one of us, no matter what grade you're in, what level of Christianity you feel you're in, whether you're a baby Christian, not a Christian, or like you're like super Christian, like wherever you fall on that scale, like you play a part in the kingdom of God. God has created you for a purpose. He has created you with a certain set of skills. And every single one of us have that goal or have that role attached to us. The first thing I need you to understand is that every member of the body matters, and that means you. If you're sitting here underneath the tone of my voice, you matter to God. It doesn't matter what you did uh, this afternoon before you came to church. It doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter what, what kind of sin you have in your life. You matter to God. He loves you. He's created you. He has formed you into the, be the person that you are today for a purpose to his calling. And you matter. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, it's one of my favorite verses. It says this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This word workmanship, when if you look back at the, the original language, it, it, the workmanship, it, it's a decent translation, but it doesn't really like check all the boxes. Some stuff gets lost in translation. When you look at the original word, it really kind of means more like, the masterpiece. We are his masterpiece. We are that piece of artwork that that artist has slaved over and like takes hours and years to perfect. And like it is like his key marquee thing. Like right? that's kind of what it, what it means. It's like he has poured himself into this artwork. That's you. That's me. That's all of us. We are his workmanship. And it says that we're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Which means when you were created, when you were born, when you were formed in your mother's womb, God had great things planned for you as his masterpiece. Every single one of us plays a part. Every part of the body matters. That means you and that means me. There are no lesser parts. We all play a role. And it's so important that we understand that. In 1 Corinthians, back again in verse number 18, it says this, But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a singular member, a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. We are, need to understand that we are parts of one body. 
the body of Christ. God arranged those members. You're a part of that body because God chose for you to be a part of that body. Not because you chose it, but because God chose you. From the moment you were formed in the womb, before that, he knew exactly who you were going to be. He knew exactly how you were going to be. And he has gifted you with certain things that he wants you to use for his kingdom. We need to understand that. In, in verses 15 and 16 leading up to that, it says this. If the foot were to say, because I'm not a hand and I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear were to say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. I need you to understand that if you are part of the body, you have equal rights to that body. You are not any lesser or more than any missionary, any pastor, any evangelist, anything like that. Every single one of us has equal rights in the kingdom of God. We are all of equal members. There are no leadership tiers. There's no membership tiers. You can't like give 12% and 10% to become a hierarchy in the church. No. If you are, have a relationship with Christ, you are just as much a part of that body as every pastor, every evangelist, every super Christian, the most spiritual person you can imagine. You have the same access to God. And the same call in your life. Every member of the body matters, and that means you. Number two, a squad or community. I'm sticking with the squad theme just because, you know, it works, right? A community thrives when we care for one another. A community thrives when we care for one another. Going back to 1 Corinthians, verses 25 and 26, it says this, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. I need you to understand where it says here um, that the members may have the same care for one another. It is so important that as the church family, as, as a body of believers, that we look out for one another. If you have beef with somebody in this room, room, if you, have, if you have issues with somebody in this room, don't leave here tonight without making it right. Because you are causing issues in the body of Christ. You are not allowing our body to fully function properly because you're holding on to a grudge. It's so important that we care for one another. It's so important that we lift each other up. We encourage one another. Remember that whole Barnabas story? Like the idea of Barnabas, his main purpose was he was the son of encouragement. He came along and he encouraged. Be the encourager. Be the one that makes a difference. The community thrives when we care for one another. Number three. Our unity gives the world a glimpse of Jesus. When as a body of believers, we are unified and we're, we're, ser we're walking together, we're doing things the right way, when, we're, when we are united and we have a united front and we're speaking the same language, we're encouraging one another, they don't see strife among us. Guys, listen, at that point, we become a window into Jesus. And like, people will see Jesus through us and the way that we treat each other and the way that we encourage each other. They will see a strong community and you know what's going to happen? They're going to want it. They're going to want that same community because one of our human desires, human needs in everyone's life is strong community and strong family and relationships. In isolation, you die. There's a reason that solitary confinement is one of the greatest punishments you could put on someone. 
because it drives you crazy. We're created for community. And when we have healthy community, the world sees that. And they're going to want it. Verses 20, excuse me, John 17, verses 20 and 21, it says this. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever believe in them or in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. Jesus here is talking very simply like, if we live a life that reflects Jesus and that points people to Jesus, people are going to come to Jesus through that. Have people come closer to Jesus by watching you and how you interact with other believers and each other? Or have they been driven away? Have people seen Jesus in you and the way that you treat others? And the things you partake in, the things you involve yourselves in. You see, when you're a part of the body of Christ, you have, you're called to a certain type of holiness. We've talked about this before. Like we're, we're, we, we have to try and be Christ-like. It's not, it's near impossible to be like Jesus exactly, but we can strive for it. Like we can go for it. We can try and eliminate sin in our lives. We can try to strive towards righteousness and it, it's hard but it's work and when we do that people see Christ in us and if we are unified in that as a group man there's there's a, a crowd in here tonight and if if every single one of us in here would have that same unified mo- moment of saying hey we're going to try and live for Christ we're going to try and, and impact people with with the good news of the gospel guys listen the world will change this community will change you'll see movements in your schools in your communities among your friends among your families requires that unity. It requires a strong community, a strong squad. Like I said earlier, one of the best sources for a squad, a strong squad, is right here in this room. Find those friendships, find those relationships that can encourage you, that can challenge you, that can be your Barnabas. Find someone that you can be a Barnabas to and encourage them. So how? How do we do this? How do we strengthen our squad? That is the question I want to focus on as we wrap up tonight. How do we strengthen our squad? First, very simply, accept and embrace your unique role in the body. The first thing we need to do is identify our role. Identify, are we a foot? Are we a hand? Are we a head? Are we an eye? Are we an ear? Like, uh, what is it that we need to be doing in our lives? Like, what is it that we, what steps do we need to take? What are the things that I need to identify and I need to accept that God has gifted me with or God has burdened my heart with? Like, am I going to be a person that invites my friends to church? Yeah, that's a gifting. Do it. Am I going to be a person that stands on stage and sings and leads worship? Great. Do it. Am I a person that's just a kind person and a friendly person and I can stand out at the front and welcome people as they walk in and tell them cheesy dad jokes as they walk through the door? Those of you that heard my joke this morning or this afternoon, you're welcome. All right. Um, like you need to understand, like, what is it? What is your giving? Like, what skill, what what? What thing has been placed in your life? What has God given you that you can use for his kingdom? Identify it. 
It doesn't have to be anything crazy complicated. It doesn't have to be, well, he's gifted me with the ability to orate in front of a large crowd and, and tell people about it. No. Like, he's gifted you with, with a, a, a likable spirit, a likable personality. Great, use it. Like, he, he's gifted you with the ability to not be ashamed and talk to people. Great, use it. He's given you a voice. Use it before he takes it. He, he's given you skills. He's given you abilities. Like, tap into it. Use it for the body of Christ. Use it for our community. Use it to strengthen everything around us. So how do we strengthen our, 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 community, our community, our squad? First, accept and embrace your unique role in the body. Then number two says this, encourage and value others in their unique roles. You see, if we identify what our roles are, others identify their roles, and we get to encourage them in those same exact roles. We get to be the, the Barnabases, right? We get to come alongside and encourage them and, and lift people up. When, and one of the most encouraging things you guys can do as, as a body of believers and, and, a, and a youth group, um, when these guys are up here standing and leading you in worship, engage in worship. Sing back. Like, engage in the crowd. Engage in those moments. Like, you know how much of an encouragement. I've led worship for, for years before I moved to Florida. Like, there's nothing more frustrating than you're standing up here leading, and, and Adam can attest to this, and you're, you're worshiping, and you're leading, and you look out, and you know what you see? This. The entire time. It could be like the most like, amazing song, and God is moving mountains, and you guys are the... Like, engage, sing. Who cares if you can't carry a tune in a bucket? Jesus doesn't care. He just wants to have your heart. Like, engage in worship and, and engage, encourage people, like, help people, and come alongside people, encourage them in their giftings and in their roles. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, it says this He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. He makes the whole body to fit together. God has created us to play a part. He has created us to play a role. He has created us to do things. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Like if you have healthy, I don't know if any of you guys have ever experienced this. Um, I was an athlete growing up. I'm more, not so much anymore, like I'm a wannabe athlete. But like it, what happens is if you hurt your foot, it might not be a serious injury, but just enough where it causes what they call your gait in running. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody in runners? You know what I mean? Like a gait is simply like the path that you take while you're running, like your normal rhythm. Like if you do something to your foot that alters your gait in your running, right? You know what happens? Suddenly you're going to start having hamstring issues. Or, and, then, and then you're going to start to have lower back issues. And then it, it's going to move up your back. And next thing you know, you're going to have this like pinch in your neck. All because you rolled your ankle three weeks ago. You need to understand that we all work together. And, and if, if one of us isn't healthy, the rest of us are going to struggle. So if you want to have healthy community, you want to have a healthy squad, you want to be impactful for Jesus, listen, we need to be encouraging each other to be the best that we could possibly be so that we can all get stronger. 
Because when the body is healthy, when we're each doing our special part, it helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Because when we're growing and full of love, guess what's happening? The gospel is going out into our community. And people's lives are being changed by the good news of Jesus Christ. But it requires each of us identifying our role and encouraging others in their role. Here's what we're going to do to finish up the night. We're going to finish a little differently tonight. In just a second, the band's going to come up and, um, and we're going to have a song to finish out. But just in one second, go ahead and throw that QR code up there. I'm going to put a QR code on the screen. It, it, I'm going to ask you guys, take your phones out. If you don't have a phone, like, you could use your neighbors. It's fine. Um, I'm going to, we're going to put a, 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 a thing up here. You can go ahead and scan in now if you want. Um, but here's what I want to do. I want to take a few moments and here's what I want. I want you guys to take a few moments and I want you to submit a unique role or a unique skill or gifting that God has given you that you can use or that can be used in the squad, in our community, in the church. It might be multiple, that's fine. But I, I just ask, here's what I ask you to do. As you submit it, try to keep it to one word, okay? Try to keep it to one word. You can submit multiple answers if you have multiple skills, okay? So I want you to first do yourself, like, like answer on behalf of you, all right? Like, hey, here is something that, that I have been personally gifted with, all right? And then as we sing, like, if, and we're going to leave this up here while we're singing, all right? Um, actually, we'll take it down because there will be lyrics. But so go ahead and everybody scan in now while you can, all right? If you think of another thing, just pull it up and you can add things while we're worshiping, all right? It, it, we're not going to close it down until after the song. Um, but here's what I want you guys to do. Tonight, specifically for tonight, I want you guys to stay in this seated area during worship. We can stand, we can worship, but I want you guys to stay in the seat area because we're going to come back after the song and we're going to finish up the message, okay? Uh, uh, but here's the thing. I want you first to answer for yourself your unique roles, your unique skills, whatever it is that God has gifted you with. But then I want you to think of at least one friend in the room that has a gifting. And I want you to tell me what their gifting is too. What, can, what skill has God given them that, God can, that we can use in the kingdom of God? Okay? Everybody understand? Is the poll working? You guys are able to submit answers? Cool. Um, all right. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to sing just one quick song, and then we'll come back, all right? Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity to just be in this place. God, I pray that you would move in a, in a mighty, mighty way. God, help us to be honest. Help us to be encouraging. Help us to come alongside um, those and encourage people in their gifting and their, and their unique role that they play in the body of believers so that we can be a strong squad, we can be a strong community and impact people for Jesus. God, as we, as we respond in worship right now, Lord, I pray that you would help us to engage in that worship. Lord, help us to, to give to you this, this time. Help us to honor you with all that we have. God, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand right where we are, guys, and worship together.
time that this would be a time of reflection, a time of encouragement, a time where we see you move in a mighty way. God, I thank you for these students sharing. Lord, I thank you for the honesty in their replies and their answers, God. Lord, I pray that each one of us would identify what those gifts and those skills are that you've gifted us with, God, and allow us to put them into practice. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. Thank you, Mariana. It's beautiful. Um, so, hey, guys, here's the thing. You guys, a bunch of you guys submitted answers, man, and I was so encouraged by what you guys identified in yourselves, but also in others. Um, you guys like my artistic rendition of a, of a church? I'm, I am such a such a, an amazing artist. You can go ahead and pull up that, that slide, the, the one we had of the poll. Um, here's what I want to do. Um, I am, I'm going to show the results here in a unique form. You guys have probably seen these like word clouds. You guys, ever, you guys know what those are? Um, so here's, here's how it works. The word cloud takes all of your answers and it puts them into a graphic here. And they'll all be shown right here. I edited some of them for misspellings and people being dumb. But um, you know who you are. All right. Um, and, and so I, I, I put all the answers up here. And I want to show you the results. Because the ones that have, um, that are bigger words means they were answered more than once. So the bigger the word, the more the more times it was used, it was entered. Um, some of the words, like I would love to go through and like, there's a lot of like synonyms, so I would love to like narrow it down and see where it is. But man, it's so encouraging to see. Um, there it is. Um, all the things that we have on here, we've got, you know, the biggest one was kindness. I love it. Like, we've got kindness. Great. That's awesome. Like, use it. Um, there's some really cool things on here, too. Like, I love some of you guys just said, hey, I'm extroverted. Like, I'll talk to people. Great. Use it. Um, public speaking, politeness, like strength. Um, there was one, where is it? Blue collar. Man, blue collar work. Dude, use that for what God has gifted you with to reach people with the good news of the gospel. Like, all of these things here, volleyball. Yeah, that's great. You could use volleyball to reach people with Jesus. For Jesus. Like, you could use sports, you could use music, you could use all of these things. It doesn't matter what you think it could be used for, but I'm here to tell you that God loves a creative approach to ministry. And he wants each and every one of us to take these things because here's what happens, guys. Listen, the, the, as we look at these things and as we, as we look at the church here, you need to understand that the church not drawn to scale. Um, it, it is, is, is filled with people, right? The church is not a building. The church is the people that make up the building. It is the church that, that thrives, that, that works together to accomplish goals. And as we look at these things that are on the screen, um, and, and as we write them up here, um, things get to, they fill up. Um, we've got um, people that are giving, um, people that can sing, um, you get the point. And if I were to go through and write all of these things up on here, you know what would happen to the church? It would fill up real fast. We would, we would have so every single square inch of that, that representation of the church would be filled with your giftings, with your abilities, with what God has given you. 
And if we were to take those things and actually use them and, and, and engage in ministry and engage in trying to be a part of the community, a part of the church, not just an attender of the church. I mean, you hear me? Like it's, it's different to just come and sit in a, in a chair and listen to music and listen to a message. It's different to become a part of the church and participate in the ministry of the church. If you're a, if you're a friendly person, man, be a smiling face that makes every single person that walks through these doors feel like they're the most important person in the world. If you're, if you're a person that is strong, man, you know how much I hate stacking and moving chairs? Stack a chair. Like, help us out. Like, these are the things, like, it doesn't matter what it is. God can use it, and you can play an important part of ministry here at Cross Life and beyond. God wants to do something great in you, but he also wants to do something great through you. And when we step up and when we play our part and when we do the things that God has called us to, I'm reminded of that passage that we just read in Ephesians chapter 4. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body healthy. The whole body is growing and the whole body is full of life. My challenge to us as we leave tonight, as we, as we wrap up tonight's message, as we move on from here, is very simple. We need to do better. Uh, we, need to, we need to support each other. We need to encourage one another. We need to challenge one another. We need to help one another. We need to come alongside and, and be the Barnabas in the room. We need to be the person that is doing everything we possibly can to help everyone around us and ourselves become more like, more like Jesus. Because when we do that collectively, when we have that unity that we were talking about earlier, guys, listen, the world will see it and the world will be changed because the good news of the gospel will come into their lives. That is life changing. That is when this, all of this gets put into work and people start surrendering to the gospel and lives are changed and we see red ping pong balls getting dropped in our display because people are giving their lives to Jesus through our efforts and through our ministry. That is when we are doing what God has called us to do. Friendships are great. They're even better when they're united in a common goal reaching people with the good news of the gospel. Let's be that community. Let's be that strengthening community. Let's be the ones that are lifting each other up, encouraging one another, assisting one another. Identify each other's giftings. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray us out. Then we're going to give a few announcements. Um, but here's what I'm going to do. Before I pray, I want to give you guys like 30 seconds. Now here's, it might be a little chaotic and I'm okay with that because I think it's worthwhile. 
in that 30 seconds to a minute or so, I want you to go to someone in this room and tell them what you see in them. What is that gifting that you saw that maybe you submitted here? Like, encourage them. Encourage them. Tell them, hey, you're doing a great job. I, I love it when you do these things. I, I, I think God can really use you in these things. Like, go out there and go out on a limb. Okay? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to do it. It's going to be a little chaotic, but here's the thing. I just ask that you stay right here. Don't go too far. Like, focus on the people like close to you. <laughs> Make things a lot easier, okay? Um, and then I'm going to pray, and then we'll all just kind of sit and I'll make a few quick announcements, and then we'll get on with our night, all right? 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Fifteen seconds. Wrap those conversations up. And those conversations can continue throughout the rest of the night. But let me pray for us. Let me pray for us before we get ready to go. God, thank you for what you've done in this place. God, thank you for the reminder that we're made for community, that we're made to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, Lord. And I pray that each and every one of us, we identify the role that you have created for us, Lord, and we're able to serve in that. We're able to identify it and be used for your glory to we play a part in the body, an intricate part, Lord. And I pray that we would identify those things, we would encourage others in their things as well, and help us to be unified. Help us to be a squad, a community that is unified in Christ Jesus. Lord, guide us and direct us as we go. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey guys, give the Lord a hand.